0: Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalise the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi, and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and today I am joined by Angel, who is a mum of one and a professional counselor at Natural Balance Counseling in Texas. Today, we're gonna touch on the ever-growing subject of generational trauma and losing our identities as mothers and how we can get it back. Angel, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Great to have you here. So I wanna kickstart by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Okay, well, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Angelique Schmidt, and I am a licensed professional counselor. And I'm currently employed at a private mental health practice. And what we do is we provide personalized uh, mental health care for individuals and couples and families. Um, to better their overall well-being, to better their mental health. Um so we see a wide range of concerns from anxiety to depression to family conflict um to people needing to work on like boundary setting and like finding balance in their life again. Um juggling all the different hats that we must wear every day um, and all the different demands and responsibilities that we have trying to find cohesion and balance in that.
0: Okay and what made you fall into sort of that line of work of wanting to help people better their mental health?
1: So personally I think the reason why I really became a, a therapist and got into the field of mental health was my experience growing up and seeing the lack of education and lack of understanding of mental health in my community as a black woman as a um, hispanic woman um, from just both sides of that culture uh, not talking about feelings not talking about the struggles that you know we're facing mental with mental health Mm -hmm. and seeing the effect it had on my family Mm -hmm. on friends And I wanted to find a way to advocate for that community and to provide the education on mental health and help that community. And that's been the biggest driving factor of why I went into this field because the conversation needed to be started.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I know that in our meeting we spoke about or you touched upon the generational trauma. I want you to explain the meaning of generational trauma and how this may show up in people's lives.
1: Okay. So generational trauma, um, kind of like a very brief uh, definition of it would be it's trauma that occurs when the effects of trauma are passed down between generations. Uh, So this can occur like if a parent experiences trauma and abuse throughout their life and their childhood, and then it goes on to impact their parenting and it kind of becomes a vicious cycle that is, that is repeated down from generation to generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that I've seen it show up in my line of work and just the work that I do with clients, uh, I've seen it show up in many different ways. And so um, a few examples would be like a parent who has experienced some kind of abuse um, in their life, uh, Mm -hmm. might become really hypervigilant, like very, very just like um, Mm overprotective, which can have a negative impact on parenting and the child. Of course, we are supposed to be our children's protectors, but it becomes a problem when the child starts to pick up on the parent's anxiety and fear and can lead the child to experience anxiety as well Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe even be like overly cautious which can affect their development Mm -hmm. so that's one way I've seen it show up Um, another big way is just a lot of negative core beliefs and so Mm -hmm. when trauma occurs the way I've explained it is that when something happens in our life that's traumatic, it at times can like put a filter on things and it changes the way that we view ourselves, the way that we view other people, and the way that we view the world. And we can adopt these negative beliefs about ourselves, about other people and about the world. Um, So a few examples would be like, I don't deserve love. Um, People will betray me. If I'm vulnerable with others, I'll get hurt. And so these different beliefs that, you know, these individuals start to carry, impact their everyday life, impact their relationships with other people and just how they, you know, navigate life pretty much. And that is a big way I've seen it show up in individuals and in couples therapy and how it affects, you know, how they, you know, act in relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And as I we touched on in a pre-podcast, like Personally, I see generational trauma that's filtered through in my family. It's filtered down to me um, that I didn't necessarily see until I became a mother. And I mm-hmm. just wanted to break that pattern. One of the things that you just touched on where you said like um, about love, especially in relationships, I know that's definitely a core belief that's that's passed down, not only obviously in our culture and and our sort of background, but in many sort of older cultures, it's kind of that put up and shut up attitude and you, you stay with whoever you're with, regardless of how they're making you feel. Do you ever experience clients or people who feel like this is the way of life and there's no way of changing that, or they are under the illusion that there's no way of changing that core belief, their DNA, that this is life. Do you ever come across people that genuinely feel that there's, there's no life that's different to what they believe?
1: Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And once again, like that's just that generational trauma just like has a, a choke hold on them, that this is the way things have always been done. This is how my grandparents did it. This is how my parents did it. You stick with whoever you're with, you know, whether it be um, whatever kind of um, abuse that's happening in the relationships, you just be quiet and you just deal. Um, and not even just that, there's other, you know, areas that we see it show up as well, their beliefs we see it show up. But that's specific example, yeah, I've seen people come in and just just truly don't feel like there's any other way and they want to learn how do I just deal with this it's like okay well one let's acknowledge that this is not necessarily healthy and why do we have to just deal with it Mm -hmm. um why can't things change and so we kind of do some exploration on like and we get to, like, the rooted belief. Like, why do you feel like you have to deal with this? Why do you feel like you mm-hmm. can't make changes in your life? And that usually gets us to, like, digging a little bit deeper and getting to the, that rooted core belief and figuring out how can we break that down and challenge it.
0: And it's so sad that there's people out there that come to seek help basically just to cope with with a belief that they have rather than wanting to challenge changing their belief. Mm-hmm. Why do you think... Certain generational patterns or traumas are triggered when we become parents.
1: I think um, a reason why the generational trauma and those patterns like maybe are brought to the forefront when we have children is because of like a lot of times I hear it just because. Like watching their own children and like, you know, going through the different experiences and remembering their, you know, their own childhood trauma and what they went through. And a lot of a lot of people right now, I feel like the generation right now, and we talked about this in the pre-podcast, is we are the cycle breakers. We mm. are recognizing the patterns of generational trauma. We're like, wait a minute that was not okay. Like in our childhood that we, we did that, you know, that we were treated that way or that we were talked to that way that wasn't healthy and we want to do differently for our children. So I feel like we have that knowledge now and we're able to recognize like, okay, this happened in my childhood and I don't want to repeat this. How can I not repeat this for my child? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it, I feel like it's just insight um, that maybe previous generations didn't quite have. They were functioning mm-hmm. out of like survival and they didn't, have that deeper level of insight as generations do
0: now yeah very key point that you made there survival and and coping like living on survival instinct rather than just Mm -hmm. living and definitely I think that our generation are I never in my growing up I mean I'm only 35 but still I've never heard up until the recent years of this whole breaking generational trauma and it's a real thing so I think with people like yourself as I said in the pre-pod with people like yourself who are the pillars of this sort of world that are helping people acknowledge heal treat the traumas that, that, that they're reliving it's ultimately going to create a better generation ultimately going to create better patterns for the future of our children's children's children where they're not necessarily living from survival i mean i think the kids nowadays they're quite free in terms yeah. of having a choice and not right. basically being told you're a child so you have to you know whatever i say that kind it's of toxic yeah you know that that you're not to have an opinion you're not to you're not to feel no type of way about any changes that are made in your life and yeah i definitely feel that a lot of women who I've spoken to who have become parents um, are seeing things come to the surface that make them wanna change, break patterns and also look inside themselves, which can be painful and yeah. in itself and, and make you feel like you wanna run away. Do you get clients that basically you you touch on a, you know, you're nearly there, you're nearly at the breakthrough and they're like, mm, nope, not gonna not gonna go there. I'm going to leave that one alone.
1: Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And I tell my clients, like, I acknowledge that. And I've had people say, like, you know, this is just, this is, this is so tough. Like, sometimes I know my appointment's coming up and, like, I want to go, but at the same time, I don't because I know we're (laughs) going to talk about things that are going to make me not want to feel that way. And so, and I totally understand it. Um, And I've talked a lot when it comes to working on, like, doing generational trauma work, um, like, essentially, we're having to, as parents, reparent ourselves, you know, and figure out how to, a lot of times, it's emotional regulation, maybe you didn't have the freedom to um, express emotional vulnerability growing up. And so now you have to figure out how to deal with big emotions as your adult self, and you know, also your child <laughs> kind of deal with their big emotions, right? So, so that's one part of it. Um, and also, there's some inner child Work that has to happen too oh,
0: the awful one <laughs>
1: yeah yeah because you see the life that your children are living and you're like well I'm giving them this life why could I not have something like this mm. like you know and it's kind of like bittersweet like you you're so glad that you're giving your child a better life but it makes you grieve your own childhood
0: yes yes for sure like I will claim that for sure like 100 percent um And inner child, again, I know that in your line of work, that is something that's like another core thing that, that has to be healed. A lot of people function from their inner child. A lot of people function from, they make decisions from that place they're mm-hmm. so stuck there that they 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 have children from that place they raise children from that place they make decisions choose partners from that mm-hmm. place in my journey that I was actually angry at my therapist i guess cuz she was telling me the truth do you get yeah. that as well <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and we we joke about it. I very much bring humor into the room. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. Like, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna cry. It's, it's, you know, and that's okay. Um, but I've had people tell me like, Angel, I really didn't want to come see you today. <laughs> like, I had no desire to, you're my favorite person and my least favorite person somehow mm-hmm. at the same time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm bringing hard truths to the conversation. I'm, you know, kind of encouraging them to acknowledge things that maybe they didn't want to acknowledge you know that have been swept under a rug for a very long time Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay hey let's lift this up let's take a peek what's going on in here (laughs) you know
0: yeah (laughs) no no yeah I definitely get that and um I think that is healthy as well Mm -hmm. and I I myself personally I've come to accept that healing journey does not have to mean like It has to be over in six months and you're healed and you're fine and you're better. It's a lifelong situation. And I think when you come to terms with it being that long of a journey and Mm -hmm. just sort of healing things a little bit at a time makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So I want to move on to another, I know, topic that you definitely touch on and that I touch on doing this podcast all the time that I had an issue with as well is women especially women, losing their identity when they become mothers. How does that sort of coincide with how you sort of, with your work, line of work, with women trying to get back their identity of who they are amongst all the other stuff that they're, they're working with as well?
1: Yeah, um, that's actually a very common um, concern that I see. Um, from, you know, mothers coming in, whether they be newer mothers or they, you know, have just recently had a new child or, um, anything. I I get that concern a lot of just like not feeling like themselves, like not figuring out who they are after having a child. Um, and I feel like it kind of starts even in pregnancy because I know from my own experience, like, You don't get called your name anymore. You get called every other variation of mom, mommy, um, you know, just starting from pregnancy, which is, you know, sweet a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, I'm excited to be a mom, but like, I'm not just that. That's not Mm. just the title that I carry. I am more than just a parent. Mm. Um, I have other facets of myself. And so um, definitely a common concern that I see. I don't think a lot of women talk about this, um, due to fear of judgment. Um, so, you know, personally, it feels difficult to say anything that is not positive about motherhood because a lot of times you're instantly met with, you know, the whole saying, well, children are a blessing and like, enjoy them. It's, it's, you know, you could have children. It's like, yes, I understand that. But, my concerns are also valid and my feelings are valid and it's valid to identify also the challenging aspects of motherhood. It's not all rainbows and sunshine. It is, there's very hard challenging moments in there. And we should be able to talk about them without feeling like we're just, you know, negating the positives because we're bringing up the challenges.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that as well, because I, myself, I don't feel like I lost my identity so much when I was pregnant because I just wanted to have the baby and have a you know whatever um because I had quite a like traumatic pregnancy anyway Mm -hmm. but after Mm -hmm. my baby come literally the years are just like piled up of like oh who's Melissa what do I like what do you know hence Mm -hmm. the podcast you know yeah and then like speaking to so many different women I was like so surprised how common it is for Mm -hmm. everyone feels the same like and then you Mm -hmm. do get that like "Mm mm-hmm if you say anything that's negative towards being a mum, and I think that's just not fair at all, firstly, because it's not, it's like basically any other relationship. No one believes anyone who says that their marriage or relationship is happy all the time. Just like being a mother is not happy, like happy go lucky all the time. Um, what do you often hear with the women who reach out to you? What do you often hear about? Um, them losing who they were what is the main pain point for them um, or the realization for them that they've actually lost themselves
1: and so some of the common things that I hear when we start talking about like losing identity is that they don't know what their interests are anymore um, so they don't know what they like. Um, they don't know what to do to engage in self-care. They don't know how to recharge themselves. Um, they feel like all they do is play the role of caretaker day in and day out. Uh, feel like they're kind of on autopilot and struggling to find themselves again after motherhood. Like how do we take, you know ourselves off the back burner? Mm-hmm. And make ourselves a priority. I don't know how to do that anymore. I don't even know what that would look like if I did do that. Mm-hmm. Is what I hear a lot of. It's just like I don't even know if I had free time, what I would do with it, because I don't know myself anymore. Yeah, um, is like the main complaints I get when they first come in and we're getting started.
0: Yeah, I, 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 doing this podcast is exactly the same. My own journey was exactly the same. I did not know what I liked anymore, and I've even found I don't know if your clients are the same, but like what I used to like before, I was. Brandon's mum, <laughs> and mm-hmm. what I like now, two complete different things. Like I'm literally a whole yeah. new person. Do you find that with your clients as well, that they basically, since after having children, they're sort of a different person and getting mm-hmm. to know a different person with different interests. Um, mm-hmm. Does that cause conflict is them like mourning the person they were before they became a parent or do they kind of embrace the new person?
1: I feel like it's both. I feel like it's not, there's not any one right or wrong wrong way. I feel like it is both. It is grieving the life you had before you had a child and like who you were and and sometimes even just like the freedoms before you had a child. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part of the conversation. The other part of the conversation is yes, like, I'm not enjoying the things that I used to like. So now I have to find new interests and it takes some trial and error. It takes, tr- you know, the willingness to try different things to see what you could be interested in. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely a bit of both and um, just understanding that it's okay to grieve the former life too, that it's mm-hmm. okay to, to, to think about it and find yourself you know grieving it and even at times missing it like that's okay it's normal it's it's healthy and it's okay to talk about it even if it seems like taboo like you can't it is okay you know to talk about it with somebody that you trust
0: mm-hmm. I I think that's a definitely a good thing it definitely a non-judgment sort of safe space as well to do both so I definitely love the fact that that's encouraged What suggestions do you have for mothers who want to find who they are again?
1: So a few suggestions I have. um, There's a lot. Um, First, one thing I always start with that sounds really trivial but is very important is making sure that we're attending to basic needs. Mm -hmm. So we're making sure that we're getting enough rest. Um, when you can, making sure they're eating and filling your cup in like whatever way you need to. So those basic, just those basic general needs, you know, we want to make sure those are being met first. Okay. Mm. Um, It's very important to do that. Um, Also, I feel like it's important to encourage women to identify and acknowledge the changes that you've undergone since having a child um, mentally and physically, Mm. because there's so many changes that happen like inside that we're not even seeing, um, whether it be with our hormones or, you know, just other physical changes um, that we have to acknowledge and then mentally, you know, how we have changed. So identifying it, acknowledging it and then figuring out what comes next, um, I feel like is a big thing that we focus on as well. Um, another thing is, you know, and this is harder for some people, it's, it's finding ways to take time for yourself. And I feel like it's very hard for mothers to want to do that because they Mm -hmm. feel like, no, I'm the caregiver. I am, that is my role. Mm -hmm. And there's this, this, the good old mom guilt, right? (laughs) Like if you, if you take time for yourself, you're being selfish because Mm -hmm. you should be with your kid anytime you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, but we know that that's not healthy in the long run. If we don't take care of ourselves, you know, eventually we do burn out. Yeah. Um, So this is where like the whole village comes into play. So leaning on the people that you have in your life that you can, trust, you know, whether it be the the other parent or a close family friend or a grandmother, grandfather, whoever in your life can take the kiddos from you for a short period of time and give yourself time by yourself to do whatever feels right. You know, that might take some trial and error to find what's gonna help you feel recharged, Um, but definitely taking time. Um, I feel like it's important. And then the other one I mentioned, like I did said before, was talking. Because if we bottle it all up
0: and yeah. um, we don't
1: share these feelings, like you feel like you're just going to explode. Like it just feels overwhelming. It's so true.
0: So yeah. true. So, so true. Both of the, all the points that you made are so, so valid. Hence why I love what you're doing and you being there, being able to help people who are wanting to embark on their own healing journey. So what I would like you to do is to tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to reach out. So,
1: If you'd like to reach out, um, we are located in Texas. So we're able to provide therapy services for anyone over the age of 18 that is located in Texas. Doesn't matter where you are. Uh, We do offer in-person visits or telehealth visits, Uh, and you can reach out to me at our website naturalbalancecounseling.com and on there it has a little bit of a bio about me um, and you can also submit an inquiry or email us at admin at uh, to reach out if you're interested in learning a little bit more about our services and what we do
0: amazing thank you so much all of those notes will be in the description of the podcast but i'd like to take the time and say thank you for being so open and giving your information about your experience as a counsellor and how you help people, it's really, really been great speaking to you about a, a topic that needs to be spoken about a lot more and us focusing on a lot more. So I'm, I'm happy that you're there helping break these generational traumas that need to basically be broken
1: yes it's definitely a passion of mine you know due to my own personal experiences and just in general and so I'm so glad to do this work and I'm really really happy to have been able to speak with you about it and kind of share our experiences in general and talk about that
0: Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like, and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the mummy warriors. See you next week.